Let's go. Welcome to the Loans on Demand podcast, the show where we flip the real estate status quo on its head and put loan officers into the driver's seat. We, we, we give you all the tools, strategies, resources, and mindset needed to modernize your mortgage business and thrive. And my name is Luke Shankula, aka Longform Luke, and this is the Loans on Demand podcast. I hope you're ready for the Loans on Demand podcast. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Loans On Demand podcast, the show where we help loan officers flip the status quo on real estate agents and put loan officers in the driver's seat. And man, I'm excited for today's episode. Today we have Enrique Braunschweiger. He's the president of First West Financial, the founder of Shining Star Hero Program. And man, I think you did uh, 300 transactions last year personally, plus you, I think you have about 18 people on your team, something crazy like that. But thank you, Enrique, for being here, man. Uh, how's it going? Absolutely, man. Thanks thanks for having me. It's, it's exciting to talk to you about... Uh, about all things uh, loan officer marketing, you know, it's my it's my yeah. passion. I love it. Uh, I believe in it. So I feel like I'm talking to a legend over here. This is this is. Uh, I don't know about I don't know about that, man. You're the legend here. 300 transactions is uh, personally uh, is pretty insane. But uh, you know, give us a little bit about your background because I'm sure you haven't always closed 300 transactions in a year. Yeah, exactly. uh, tell us a little bit about the journey, man. Yeah, actually, you know, I I lead a good team, and we, we're located here in Southern California. We, we have a, a sister branch up in uh, Central Valley. I'm actually in the Palm Springs, Palm Desert area. I actually grew up in Mexico. I, I've been in the United States since I was 21. And my background is actually in sales. Believe it or not, I was telling you prior to starting recording that my background is in timeshare sales. I used to be a timeshare person. Sure. <laughs> and I, I was selling timeshares in Orlando. And then I was here in the desert. And I was actually pretty good at it. I love the sale idea. I, I hated the process because timeshare sales are tough, right? There's a lot of pressure. Right. Uh, you close about one in 10, one in 12. And I struggle with that, but I make really good money. But uh, one day I was actually here in California in order to sell timeshares, you have to have a real estate license. And I, t- right. I told my wife, I said, look, I'm done. I'm going to leave. I'm going to go sell real estate. So I called, I made an appointment. I was going to go see the guy at Remax. And when I got to the Remax office, Instead of walking into the Remax office, I walked into an office that was actually a mortgage broker next door. And I go, hey, is this Remax? And the guy says, no, 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 that's over there. And then we started talking. The guy turns out, he's like, a mortgage broker. This is during the subprime days. And he, and he starts showing me pay stubs, paychecks, that what he's paying his uh, loan officer or something. I really want in on this. So I've been a loan officer ever since. I never actually made the Remax appointment. I thought I wanted to be a realtor and I ended up being a mortgage broker and I've had my own company now uh, for 14 years. My wife and I run it together and just very excited. And we were independent brokers. We, we love that. And, you know, we, we love all loan officers, but ourselves, you know, we're independent brokers and we feel like we're out there, you know, slaying it and making it happen every day. It's very rewarding. So. Yeah, man, absolutely. That's, that's, uh, it's incredible. Uh, and, and to see kind of the journey as well, but you know, so for, so 14 years as a broker, I mean, that means you've, you've gone through, through probably some, uh, you know, some ups and downs along the yeah. way, man. Uh, t- tell absolutely. me about it. I mean, so 14 I years. I mean, yeah, during the subprime years, so, you know, we were, we were finishing the subprime, but that's when we decided to go on our own, my wife and I, and I mean, I, I remember for the first couple of months, we were funding one unit, right. Hmm. Uh, and you said, there you go, man, one loan. The business is generous. You know, you don't have to fund a lot of loans to make a living, right? Sure. That's one of the, that was one of the things that is attractive about our business. And, but uh, yeah, I mean, at the beginning, you know, you're, you're grinding and you're trying to find a way. 
Um, but we establish ourselves well in the community. And I think that's a big part of our success is that we're local um, and we made really strong relationships with, with real estate agents and we are well known in the community. So I mean, I know we're going to talk more about that because that's really my, my, my technique, but yeah, sure. it's part of, part of the deal. Awesome, man. And, and I just, uh, I just saw that you got uh, awarded to, for, for, for an impact award. Uh, that's pretty, pretty cool, man. Yeah, you know, we, we're very involved in the community. We're involved in the broker community. And I'll be honest with you, the business is generous to me. I love what I do. I love helping people. I spend at least one or two, three phone calls a day talking to someone who does not bring me a penny, you know, whether it's another loan officer or someone who needs help figuring tech or something who's trying to figure out how to how to do something in our business. You know, I, I spend time doing that. I love doing that. And I do it just because I enjoy it. and. I don't really need anything in return a lot of times. And, you know, that's just how, how we operate. And it just, we've, we've been very blessed. We live a blessed life, my wife and I. So, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, obviously there's, there's a lot to be said about, you know, being in the community and all that kind of stuff, because the truth is, I mean, you think about the law of reciprocity, right? I mean, there's, there's, there's a reason why going out into the community works is because, you know, you're giving so much without expecting anything in return. I think that's the thing too. I think so many times people do things with, with that expectation of return. Um, and, and then the results aren't what they expect. And so, well, yeah, because you're doing stuff with an ulterior motive versus, uh, you know, just with it, with a kind, gen- genuine heart. And I think that, that, that is why you've seen so much success over the years and why, you know, you, you closed 300 transactions last year. It's just crazy. Well, and, and I get it. I mean, I, I've been there. I've been in a place where I wake up in the morning and I go, man, I need to close a law. I need to get an app today, you know, because otherwise in, in 20 days, there's nothing in the bank. You know, I've been there. I'm very fortunate that now I'm in a position where I don't wake up every day with that in my head. But I, I understand the life, you know, when you're when you're young or when you're coming up or when you're rebuilding a business or when you're leaving you know, retail to go to a broker or broker to go to retail. Sometimes you got to start over and it can be stressful. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. So let's, let's kind of transition into, uh, you know, obviously I know you're passionate about uh, marketing. I know you even run your own podcast. So uh, tell, tell us a little bit about kind of what your, your strategies are, kind of what your, I guess, theories are or, or marketing strategies are, man. What's kind of your, your go-to? Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I, my, my experience tells me, not just personal, but looking at other people, there's there's different paths that you can take, you know, and I love the direct to consumer idea. I think that's a great idea. And I think that's phenomenal. People who say, you know, I'm not going to take anything from a realtor and I'm not going to go talk to realtors and I'm I'm just going to go direct to consumer. I have a lot of respect. That's not how I do it. I like a combination of both. I think that there is a value in really having different sources of leads. Uh, For example, right now, Direct-to-consumer looks very attractive because, I mean, here we are, April 2022. There's no inventory in Southern California. So if you're talking to realtors, you know, realtors are getting bombarded by other loan officers and they're getting people qualified and they're struggling with offers. So you go to -to direct-to-consumer, get more leads, try to to leverage things, you know. So there's a lot of aspects to it. But I'm a firm believer that, you know, you got to build relationships within your community. Uh, you have to be a force within your community. You have to be active in your community. Uh, social media makes it very easy to to accomplish now. I mean, yeah. back in the days, you have to go to the Rotary Club and go be part of the, the, the all these things. Now, social media allows you to really create a presence in your community. But I'm a firm believer that you have to establish strong relationships with, with realtors and other partners 
in order to have a solid foundation of business. You know, I'm um, looking at yeah, what's happening right now. The refunds are gone. And now you got all these realtors who, um, all these loan officers who woke up two weeks ago and they realize, oh, the phone also dials out, right? <laughs> they haven't dialed anyone in two years, right? right. And now they're calling, hey, do you want to go for coffee? <laughs> it's like, no, <laughs> I don't want to go for coffee. Right. So it's a, you know, you got to have a foundation. You got to, you can't forget about people. Right. So, yeah, I agree. I 100% agree. And, and I've always been, even as, you know, from the marketing agency's perspective, I've always been a big fan of the purchase market because it is, it's a long term game. You're, you're, you're playing the, the, the market that that is going to be sustainable long term because obviously refis, you know, there's some people, there's a very select few people that can sell refis in any market, right? They can sell cash outs, they can sell, you know, but there's, there's, that's a very far and few between. And obviously, you know, you do much better in the years where the rates are low and the, the rates are, you know, the rates are higher. You just have to, Find the few cash outs that are available, which I, I know it's going to be a thing that's coming out. But I, I do think that the purchase market is is huge, and I love that you talked about um, having multiple, I guess, multiple avenues for leads. Right, I, I've always been a big fan of of using you know direct to the consumer to get more referrals. Right, and it's funny because we actually had a, you know a loan officer of ours that um, he came into the program as a, a direct to consumer. Well, he came from the direct to consumer, so he was a consumer direct person, um, and then came into first the retail and now he's on the broker side. Um, but when I remember when he first started with me, he tells me, I don't want to, I don't want to work with realtors. I don't want to work with realtors. I was like, dude, you need to work with realtors. If you want the good, like the good leads, the A paper people, the people you don't have to like FHA, all that kind of stuff. You know, you want those conventional buyers, realtors. you have to work referrals. You have to, you Absolutely. just have to. And so what's funny is he went out there and he, you know, I didn't even tell him what to do. I just said, you need to, it's so important. He's, he, over the last two years has built up, he's got like 200 uh, realtors on his roster. He probably gets consistent business from about 20 of them. Um, but he's just built and he even turned off leads for a little bit because um, he just got so busy with referrals during that time that he didn't even need to have the leads coming. He just got too busy. Like he didn't have anybody to even Absolutely. take the lead. Absolutely. So that's, you know, I, I have realtor partners that, that are sending us a lot of business. You know, I, I have a I have a realtor partner. I was actually uh, recording a video earlier. She came to us through the Shining Star Hero program. Her husband is a, um, uh, a sheriff. He works out of prison, and she called me. Saw my ad, uh, my my post, and she goes, "You know, my, my husband is in law enforcement. I understand you have a program." Last year, we did nineteen transactions together. Five of them were heroes. Wow. So you had fourteen deals that had nothing to do with the hero program. She became our most loyal uh, realtor. And those are relationships that I value a lot. Every sure. single one of her clients has a job, has decent credit, has a down payment. I'm like, right. I love working with them, you know? And uh, she appreciates what we do for her. So realtors is definitely the, the way to go for me to build that foundation. You want to do other things as well. And, sure. you know, I mean, I'm part of your company now and, and I'm right, a client right. now and I love that, but... You cannot forget about the realtors. Yeah, I 100% agree. And, and let's let's chat a little bit about that uh, Shining Star Hero program, the way you've been able to leverage that, because I do think that's a, a different thing that people haven't talked about too much. And obviously, we've heard of the Homes for Heroes, um, you know, and there hasn't always been like the, the, the greatest sort of feedback there. And so tell us a little bit about, well, first, tell us the background. Why did you, you know, yeah, go out exactly. and create the program so in the first I was, place? I was part of one of those programs, you know, the program you mentioned. I'm actually very grateful because they really opened the door for me to learn two things. One, that there's a segment of the community that really needs and deserves our attention and our care. And those are the heroes of the community. So I come from a sincere standpoint that 
these people deserve everything, right? I mean, teacher, are you kidding me, man? A nurse, people yeah. that, that are out there, you know, I have people in our family and friends that, you know, first responders, law enforcement. I mean, it's not an easy job and they deserve everything. So that's one of the things that I learned through that program. The second thing that I learned is that there is value to be able to market to that segment and that it's a great opportunity to build relationships with partners. So that's what I learned there. My biggest challenge with some of the programs out there is that I couldn't find anything that was actually built and created for loan officers. Sure. All the programs are created and built for realtors. The loan officer is an accessory to it, right? So for me, I was a part of it. And every three or four months, I had to go get a new realtor because they wouldn't let me stay in the program unless I had a, I mean, unless I had a realtor. And these sure. realtors kept quitting, right? They would be three, four months and they quit. Now I got to go get another one, get another one, get another one. So eventually I left. And in, in, I was at a, at a mall in uh, Irvine, I don't know, five years ago. So, and my son says to me, well, th- that, when you create your own program, you know? So I mulled it over for a while. We came up with a name and then we started building the marketing side of it, uh, graphics, videos, and, and we built a concept that I wanted it to be a, a, a loan officer program where sure. I promote to the heroes of the community through my reach. And then that developed where I realized, well, I this is a great opportunity to go get realtors. So I started calling realtors and I organized this uh, lunch and learn. And I ended up with 34 people show up for this thing, uh, 34 realtors, and about 20 of them jumped right into the program. So that was my aha moment when I realized these people are really interested in helping the heroes of the community and selling houses at the same time. And why not marry the two of them? Sure. So out of those 20, I still have five or six that are still part of the program today and they still promote the program. They're still making money off of it and they're still sending us leads. So what we did is we created a program that allows the loan. And now, now this is just for me. It was for me and then for my loan officers in my company. It wasn't until about two years ago that we opened it up to other loan officers because we saw the opportunity to share this with them, right? Um, So what we do is we provide all the marketing to be able to promote it uh, organically. So that's the first step. Like you get graphics, you get uh, videos, everything, right? And then you boom, organic. We do the coaching for them. And then... You take that and then you leverage the realtor relationships. So I'm going to want you to spend a little more time on that because that's really the ticket for a lot of people. It's like, how do you right. build relationships, right? Whether it's through the hero program or not, that's, I think, the secret of building strong relationships. But that's how we that's how we started. Now we have subscribers. Now we are partners with Paragon Marketing. And yeah. we're so excited about it because we're rolling it out here in, in a few days. And uh, yeah. And, you know, it's, I think it's going to be phenomenal. So. Yeah, I'm excited as well, right? Because we've, we've always kind of liked the approach that, that you're talking about, but we never had anything official. So there was always kind of something, you know, some, some weird disconnects. Some people did really well. They, they were able to do things. Other people just didn't know how to sell it. So to have this, you know, us to be able to market uh, this program that allows, 
you know, that, that has so much depth to it. Right. I think, I think what, what we were missing is someone like you to, you know, and why I reached out to you. I think I look back, I think I reached out to you, uh, December 21st of, of 21 yeah. and it took, it took us, you know, four and a half months to, to, to finally, you know, come to an agreement. And it's, I just, I'm excited because I do think that there's a, a lot of value to be had, um, you know, one being able to serve a community that, uh, that needs to be served, but also two, uh, to, to have access to people that have, you know, money down payment, W2 incomes, things like that. Right. You know, there's the, the, the little bit of a selfish ulterior motive to that is that, yeah, like, you know, they're, they're, they are going to be a better qualified person, but that being said, they do also deserve the discounts. They deserve all of these things as well. And so there, there's a, uh, again, I mean, at the end of the day, like we're all, you know, we're in this business to make money. So how do we go make more money? Well, let's, let's provide value. Again, we talked That's about value. value. Add more value to the, to the consumer, but also to your realtor partners. And guess what? Your, your, your business is going to explode. So Let's Absolutely. talk a little bit about how you leverage that program to do that. I mean, you've talked a little bit about it. Well, um, I mean, this is the program this is or really just the takeaway. Yeah, absolutely. The takeaway, sure. and for and you can substitute the word Shining Star Hero program with anything else. And this is for, for the person listening to this, this isn't about me. Here, you have to subscribe or you have to buy this or go go sure. talk to Luke and sign up. You know, the reality is we're very fortunate to be able to share share this with people. So here's what I explained to people. I was I've been part of coaching programs for many years. I'm a firm believer in coaching, right? So I've been coached by the best in this business, right? And sure. uh, one of the, th- the themes that you go from coach to coach is that, man, you got to build relationships and you got to get on the phone and you got to call, you know, and you got to talk to realtors in this Monday morning phone call, right? They, I don't know why Monday morning, I, you know, I've heard that there First are day. realtors who don't answer the phone calls on Mondays because they already know it's a, it's a loan officer call. Yeah, I, would, but, I wouldn't either. So, so I have respect for that because I'm going to tell you, it actually works. You know, like I said, I come from the time industry. I can tell you that if you take a list and you call, you know, 40, 50 uh, realtors on Monday, you're going to get three coffee appointments. That's what statistically is going to happen. And out of those three, you know, if you do this the whole year, you probably end up with four or five solid relationships. It's just a lot of work. And for a lot of people, I'll be honest with you, they're just not going to do it. They're not going to get on the phone and call 40 people. And part of it is because the idea is you make the phone call. And then what? What do you tell them? That you have great rates? That you have great turn times? That you answer the phone calls on weekends? And of course, the realtors sitting over there going like, well, so what? What does that do for me? You know, yeah, great, yeah. great. Well, that's that help me. That's your job description at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Like that's what you're I supposed mean, to be doing, right? Any any broker that is worth their their paycheck has 24-hour turn times right now. Any banker has some house underwriting and they're not busy. So everyone is underwriting loans in 24 hours, right? Everybody's closing in 18, 20 days. Well, not everybody. Some of the big box Most banks people. don't, but... So you have to bring value. And I think that that was my problem with all of this coaching. I love the coaching and I love everything about it, but I struggle with the idea of picking up the phone, calling someone and say, hey, how was your weekend? Did you did you play? Did you work? Hey, by the way, do you know that, uh, you know, we have great turn times and we got this new non-QM program where you can actually buy a house with bank statements. And do you have anybody you need me to qualify? Man, I just, I mean, I get... I get a rash of talking like that, right? I hate it. I absolutely cannot stand it. Sure. It works well for a lot of people. The program allows me to bring value to the realtor. So I can pick up the phone and I can call, call a realtor and say, hey, listen, I got a program to help the heroes in the community buy a home. And it helps veterans and teachers and, and first responders. But I don't sell real estate. I need a realtor to help me 
market the program? Do you have bandwidth to take more customers? Is that something you're interested in? 10 times out of 10, that other person will say, yes, I'll go have coffee with you and I'd love to talk to you about it. And they will jump both feet into the program. Now, keeping them in the program is another story. Right. But it opens the door because you're bringing something of value, something tangible, right? Realtors have the same issues that we have. They have the same fears. They want to help the community. They want to make money. They want to market. They feel awkward on social media. They don't know how to do certain things. They have the same issues. This program solves a lot of problems, both for the loan officer and the, and the realtor, because it opens the door for conversation. So if you don't want to sign up for the program, don't. Just create something that you can actually bring value to those customers, to those realtors. That's what you have to do. That's what the lesson is here is that if you don't bring value, then, yeah, you're going to have to call 60 people and hopefully three will go to coffee with you. Right. Yeah. And that, that's right. I mean, you know, we obviously for a long time I've preached, Hey, you get to the consumer first, you have the pre-approved buyer, you can dangle the carrot. Right. But in your sense, it's just like, Hey, we'll just market together. We're going to use this program to market together to these people and we can grow your business. Or, right. you know, I know another one of my, um, you know, number, another person we've had on this, this show before, he, he talks about how he can save the, the person 15 to 20 hours per month. Uh, and what can you do with those extra 15 to 20 hours because, because their systems are so in line, right? And so, um, you know, the, or what else can you bring as value? There's people that have a, a video studio. Hey, you know what? We can go and, and use our video studio. But you got to think of something outside the box versus the traditional things. And, 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 and I think so many times people are resisting it. Like you talked about, people resist doing that outreach because they don't have anything. They don't have a unique selling proposition. And, you know, at the end of the day, as a marketer, right? Like what's your offer, right? What's your offer? And, and so many times, right. even on the real estate side or the loan side, it's like, what, it, what, what makes you stand out and what's in it for the consumer? What's in it for the other person, right? Because mm -hmm. that's what really the consumer cares about. And that's really what the real estate agent cares about. What is in it for me? And if right. you're just going to say, I do all of the standard things, who cares, right? Everybody can do that. You're a commodity. And, exactly. you know, at the end of the day, you build relationships and yeah, they do business with you because it's you not because you brought any other value and, and that's great too, but you know, that's, that's worse you know, that's just a, a harder way to do it. Right. You know, and just, and just be creative. You know, you care if you care about people, you know, I, I um, we're not doing any open houses lately after COVID the open house pretty much died for two reasons. Right. One that people stopped going to open houses. Second, the houses are selling so fast. You can't even have an right. open house. But prior to that, I was doing these videos where I would take the pictures from the MLS and I had my guy in the Philippines do this video and I would narrate it. And I go, oh, check out this house that Mary is selling. And it's three bedrooms, two baths. And you want to go see it. She's going to have an open house this weekend. And then I would put it on Facebook, right? And it was a cheesy video. And these realtors loved me for it because I was actually doing something for them. I had actual realtors call me go, man, I've not had a lender in 20 years do any of this for me. It's like, I appreciate you so much. You know, here's another one. List reports. I know a lot of people don't like it. I like list reports. I would bring the list reports, send it to the girl, to the realtor, say, hey, would it be okay if I posted this on my Facebook page? And they're like, what are they going to say? No. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and put it there. Say, perfect. I'll go ahead and put it. And I tag you. So I was posting list reports, which is just a one-page flyer, right, of the house right. that they're selling. Right. They want to feel that you're giving them a little love, right? I mean, we they already don't like loan officers that much, right? Because of that one time that we didn't close on time or whatever. Right. right. So they <laughs> already kind the of hate us a little bit. So you got to show love. I mean, that's yeah. the reality. 
I, I love that. I think there's, I think there's a, a massive disconnect. And I think too, as we kind of come into uh, a more competitive market um, where, where rates are going up, things like that. And also there's a savvier, younger, uh, younger generation of loan officers that are coming in here that are embracing technology, that are embracing these things. And so like, I think there's going to be a lot of loan officers that are going to get or real estate agents that are get stolen from loan officers because mm-hmm. they've for now 20, 30 years, all they've had to do is just be them. Um, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, someone comes in and says, I'm going to bring you pre-approved buyers. I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to do that for you. Well, then why? I haven't got anything from my preferred lender for the last 20 years. Like mm-hmm. it's hard yeah. for me to stay with them. And then, you know, and then, and then also what, what, what changes too is like so many times people are just doing the Zillow co-marketing and things like that. And it's like, you lose your power there as well. Right. Like as a, as a loan officer, you lose your power by doing this. Cause like they're the ones that are paying for Zillow and they're bringing you in to like to split the bill with them. But at the end of the day, that's still, you're giving up that power that you have over that person, over that yeah. relationship, yeah. right? You're just the person that pays the bill. And what happens when you stop paying the bill? Are they going to keep sending you business? You know? Yeah. And, and one of the things that I think I find very interesting is in my process of doing the cold calls back in the day when I was with the coaching groups and then calling now realtors to talk about the Shining Star Hero program. One of the questions that I learned to ask that one of the, I mean, it was Carl White that actually told me, he said, ask, her, ask the person. When they tell you, well, you know, I have a loan officer already. I said, well, who's your loan officer? Oh, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, John Smith. Said, oh, heard great things about it. What's your favorite thing about that loan officer? And they'll tell you, oh, man, this guy always answers the phone. Now, are you having any challenges? If you could change anything, what are some of the challenges you're having with them? And out comes the outpouring of blah, the death. And believe me, it's amazing how, fast they start telling you all the issues they're having with that other loan officer. That's a common denominator. You can call my realtors and they're probably going to say things about me. That's just the, that's just the nature of the business. You know, they're going to say, right. oh, this guy speaks too fast and sometimes it's not available on the phone. And I, I understand that, you know, yeah. I can recommend yeah. you to someone who doesn't have any business who answers his phone every time. Right. Right. There's plenty of loan officers out there that do that, but you don't want them. Uh, so for me, I think it's really about connecting with a realtor and finding out, what is it that you can bring to the table that you're going to bring value that his current partner is not fulfilling? So, and I, and I, I love that too. And I, I think it's also good to, to, to actually ask questions as well, right? Um, and 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 I think we talked about this off off camera, but or off uh, you know off recording. But there was uh, we had another guy that came onto this um, on onto the, the podcast, and he talked about one time he he had a realtor reach out to them, and so he goes into this he goes into this conversation. He's got this pitch like we can close loans in 21 days, like da, 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 guaranteed, all this kind of stuff. And the person's like, man, that sounds kind of stressful. I don't want to have to close loans in 20. I don't want to have to close deals in 21 days. I just want to make sure the deal closes on time. Wow. Uh, and he never got, and he never got business from that person. Again, and so, you know, you have to understand that you have to have a conversation with the person and understand what they actually need and want, what their wants and desires are. Because I think so many times people go into this, uh, you know, this pitch, this, this, whatever pitch that doesn't matter because it doesn't matter to them. Right. And so like understanding them, well, has to happen. Yeah, we, make, we make assumptions, right? I was actually talking to someone, most loan officers believe in their heart, that realtors care about rates. And I'm here to tell you, most realtors, they only care about a rate when they're buying a house themselves, you know? But consumers don't even really care about the rate to be to be completely honest. Well, there's true, a reason why Rocket Mortgage- the consumer can... will ask you, what's the rate? And is that the best rate you can give me? But I can right. tell you, I was talking to a loan officer and says, well, you know, a great way to compete with, to try to get realtors is to show them how you have better rates than they can. I said, listen, I have never met Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I've not I've not met a lot of realtors who stop using whoever it is that they were using 
and they switched to me because I had a quarter of a point better on the rate. And let me tell you, some of these realtors allow awful rates to go on with their deals. Right, right. Because right. it's as not, it doesn't have any value to them, right? So you still got to find out what is making that realtor tick and how are you going to connect with them. But if you can help them grow their business and you can help them show them that you can be on the trenches with them, that's the ticket. Well, and it's it's interesting as well as like, you know, that's that's the the price equation. And it's like, you know, it's a race to the bottom, right? And, and price price only really matters in the absence of value. And so, you mm-hmm. know, if you have other value, like, you know, the, the truth is like, yeah, they might care to a certain extent. Like, yeah, maybe they don't want to work with the the Rocket Mortgages or the Veterans Uniteds of the world. But I've seen a lot of those people that they don't care either, right? Like, it's, it's just ultimately like, are you going to get my loan closed? I mean, sorry, my deal closed, my real estate deal is closed. Are you going to close a loan on time for me? Right. And so it, it it's it's human psychology, right? And you even think about uh, Rocket Mortgage, right? Like, what is their whole thing? Like, click button, get mortgage. All they're doing is they're playing off of human psychology. They understand That's how humans work. And mm-hmm. so, while while they might not be doing what's best for the consumer, what you can do as a loan officer is is mirror what they're doing. What are they saying? How are they how are they presenting their product in a different light than yours, right? Because you're talking about lowest rate and they're talking about, hey, you just click a button and you get a mortgage, right? It's so much easier. Right. And we always, obviously, we know that that's not really the case, but how do you present your, your, your process to be that same way? And I think so many times people, people just want to poo-poo on, on some of these different players out there. But the truth is, like, they're successful for a reason. Um, yeah, yeah, you got to learn from them. You know, I, I'll give you the perfect example is Rocket Mortgage. The perfect example is that you go to their website, right? And they don't have a loan application. When you go into the website, you don't find the loan application. You know what they have is they have a, a, a button that takes you to a funnel, right? 10 questions. And then they connect. So I go, that's what I got to do. So I went to my website and I told the guys to take off the loan application button and put a button that says refi purchase and it's just 10 questions, right? It's a funnel. And then it goes into my yep. CRM and then we start calling them and texting them. And my applications went up the moment that I took away the application button. So you've had to learn from these companies. They do things right for a reason, right? They have deep pockets, but you can replicate some of the things they're doing with with a few dollars, right? So you got got to learn that. Um, I I think that that's part of the idea is you have to connect that way. But for for realtors, for me, it's it's an interesting thing. You know, I'm always learning from from how how to connect with realtors and how to get better. I just had a conversation with someone because they, a lot of loan officers hate this whole concept of taking phone calls on weekends or being available on weekends for realtors. I have, I'm very successful. I don't have to take phone calls on weekends, right? I don't have to pick up a phone on a Saturday for a realtor. But guess what? I do. You know why, you know why I do that? Because psychologically for the realtor, they don't want to be selling houses on weekends. They would rather be with their family or playing golf. Mm. And if they have to go out and sell houses on weekends, and you're willing to take the phone call on the weekend, that's a big deal for them. And they respect you more for that. I'm a firm believer of that. I've spoken to realtors about it. It's not that you're available and the application gets taken. It's about the respect that they feel when you take their phone call on the weekend. So, but, but I wrestle with this. I don't want to work weekends. So I'm very selective, but I do pick up the phone if I see it's a realtor. If the realtor calls and leaves a message, I'm calling back, you know, two minutes. My wife understands that. My kids understand that. It's, hey, listen, I need to talk to this guy for 10 minutes. And I call them. They're so appreciative. It isn't about taking the application on the weekend. I, I right. heard a loan officer say the other day, well, I'll send him a look. They can deal with this on Monday. It's not about that, man. It's about the fact that this guy left his family to go show a house. And he kind of wants you to do the same. 
even if it's just two minutes on the phone, right? I'm learning as I go. <laughs> I just learned this recently. And, uh, you know, I love it. I love the fact that I'm still teachable here. Yeah, no, and I think there's there's uh, there's both sides of that, right? There's there's also having boundaries uh, in addition to that, right? Because you know, I think I think sometimes you can get taken advantage of by real estate agents too, and they, they call you on the weekend more. because you're the one that picks up, or they call you at sure. nine o'clock because they know you'll pick up, but then on Monday they're going to send it to their preferred lender. So just just to yeah, kind of yeah, get that that other them. side, you, yeah, you gotta be yeah, the, yeah, you got to know that you're the guy here. You know what I mean? You have yeah, to have that agreed. Uh, but yeah, if you, if you if you're a punching bag, believe me, it doesn't matter if it's Saturday or Wednesday, you're still going to be a punching bag. You got to yeah. you got to establish those those bonds with those realtors. So you are their preferred lender. You are their guy. You know? Yeah. I yeah, agree. I agree. I agree with that. And I think that's that's what you know, you just have uh, the experience to to have the conversation right, or to know who the, the type of people are that are worth picking up. Uh, as well 100%. too. And so, and so that's just, and the reason I say is because I'm sure there's some newer people here and I don't, I don't want to give anybody the the wrong impression that we're, we're all about hustle, hustle 24 hours oh, absolutely a day, seven not. days a week. Absolutely um, and, and so I always like to give that, that other, other side of the equation, not that it's, you know, I think when you're starting out, you really probably do need to work uh, 24 yeah. hours a day, seven days a week. Absolutely. But, you, you know, know what? I, I, I believe that I, I have tremendous boundaries with my work. I'm still learning how to navigate some of the relationships with my agents. And what I've learned sure. is that my attitude used to be, well, I don't have to work on the weekend. They can apply on, on Monday. Not a big deal. All of that is true. What I've learned is how am I on the trenches with this realtor that's sending me all his business? Sure. If I'm not willing to pick up the phone or return a call or a text on a Saturday that takes two minutes for me, right. it's like that makes those relationships stronger. Believe me, I still don't send the application until Monday. I don't go into the computer and pre-qualify someone, but I return a call or a text. Sure. And say, hey, what can I do for you? Oh, yeah, let me let me look into that on Monday. I'll get right back to you. No problem. Those human connections have a lot, a lot of value. Yeah, I, I love that. And and again, I, I'm not I'm not saying that what you're saying is wrong. I just wanted to, to clarify for anybody who thinks oh, like, oh yeah, no, I need to pick up the phone all the time. And and I do think like like you said, I mean, you know, responding and then you do have the boundaries. You're not taking apps, you're not pre-qualifying someone at you know nine o'clock at yeah. night, right? And so so that's super important to note. Absolutely. Um, but it also does, like you said, I mean, you, you're able to text back and you get to do that with, you know, with uh just once you learn a little bit about, uh, you know, yourself and, and about like who you're working with as well. So yeah, I love 100%. it. Man. Absolutely. That's a- that's a big, that's a big, uh, it's a big shift, uh, you know, as well. And I think a lot of loan officers do work far too much. And, and, you know, it's funny. Oh, I've seen a couple, I've seen a couple of people over the last couple of days, they were talking about like one person was in, in a, in a hospital. He's like, I'm still pre-approving people. And the other person was like, <laughs> I know. taking I know. an application that's, from that's the, really the ocean. Silly. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah. yeah I, there's one person that I thought it's like, Oh, I'm in, I'm in so-and-so Island, you know, but if you need me, I'm like, dude, just, Either you're flexing about the island or you're flexing about the fact that you work too hard. Don't flex yeah. about both, okay? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, right? I love it. I love it. So awesome. Yeah, let's, uh, yeah, as we kind of wrap up here, I wanted to make sure we leave someone with like a, a specific tactic, something, one thing that can go out today and, and go out and get more business. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer that you obviously have to be authentic. And, and I also believe that you have to have a plan, right? So for sure. me, if you are really trying to build a business and you want to build that foundation and, and build some solid relationships with agents, you're going to have to find what is the value that you bring to that relationship, whether it's you're purchasing leads or you're out there, you know, doing marketing that you can create leads to bring to your realtors or whether you are, you know, doing video or social media for them or whether you're teaching classes, first time buyer class to your realtors. 
I think that giving and being a giver to, to, to your partnerships is really the way to go. That's how I build my business. It's not about buying the business. It's really about showing that, you know, you're appreciative of it, that you're, you're investing in the success of that realtor. So for me, right. I would recommend to do an inventory and say, well, what do I bring to my agents? What's the value that I bring? Yeah. I will challenge that most loan officers could not answer that. I would say that most loan officers said, well, I don't know. I, I guess I do bring good rates and fast turn times. And I'm, I'm here to propose the fact that that's not really value. You know, that's, right. you know, <laughs> it's like, it's like the guy that says, well, I pay child support. And I'm like, well, you're supposed to, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you're, you're required to do that, right? It's like, it's your kid. So here's the same thing. You know, it's like, well, I'm answering the calls and I am have quick turn time. So I think that that's the challenge. You have to find what, what value do you bring and how do you deliver that value, right? And once you learn that, what is that value that you have and you're able to deliver it, the sky's the limit. You're going to build great relationships, whether it's education, you educate your realtors, whether it's you, you bring something like the hero program or something similar to it, that's definitely a home run. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think we talked a little bit about it earlier, right? USP or in marketing terms, right? We talk, we call it an offer, right? What's your offer? What is it that you actually provide and, and structure it in a way where you show all the value, right? Like, hey, you know what? We'll nurture your leads. We'll do this kind of stuff. There's a lot of different things that you can do um, that doesn't have that to don't be- don't cost you know, a lot of money either. Exactly. Right. A hundred percent. It could even be as easy, as simple as, you know, interviewing them or, you know, doing things like that, creating relationships with people. Like I just had a guy on the other day who said, start a podcast and do a podcast every day with people, right? It doesn't have to be something crazy, um, but you can, you can literally do so many things that don't, don't cost a lot of money where, but, but again, everybody comes with no USP, no, no unique selling proposition. And the truth is like, if you don't stand out, you're never going to win. Right. Because absolutely. You know, about five years ago, five or six years ago, I used to go in and download the free version of Lion Desk at the time. That was the, the it, there used to be a free version of it. And I would call realtors and say, hey, are you marketing to your database? Do you know? Like, oh, I don't know. Hey, do you mind if I come to your office and I'll help you set up your Lion Desk? It's free. I can show you how to put all your contacts in there so you can market to people. I did that with about 10 realtors and three of them are still sending me business today, you know, just because wow. I took the time to show them how to do a database. A lot of these realtors don't have that knowledge. You know, doing those videos online, the cheesy ones about the open houses, printing flyers, maybe popping into open houses if you have time. You know, maybe that's all you can do is print some flyers, go to the open houses, bring them over to them, show them that you can bring value to them. There's great opportunity there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think there's a ton to be said again about having something that we stand out because ultimately, you know. Loans, loans are, are, are a commodity, right? It's, it's, it's just something that like everybody provides. I mean, you, everybody has the same or similar rate, right? Yeah, obviously there's, you know, typically within a quarter or a half a point. I know a half a point sounds like a lot, but like, um, you know, in the grand context of things, like that's not like that important for, um, you know, the consumer, right? Or not the consumer, but but the re- the, the, the referral partner. Yeah, the real- so find a way to stand out. And so I think just as for parting thought for me, like, I think that's probably one of the most important things is like define that so that you can then have the confidence to reach out with something that's different than everybody else. Right. Because I think, again, going back to what you talked about is like, you know, you went through these coaching programs and it always felt almost not genuine, right? Like it was, mm-hmm. you had yeah. nothing really to offer. And so it was like, all right, well, let me just call them and just hope 
that they like who I am as a person. And then maybe they'll send me some business. Well, and right? the truth is that if you call 40, at least three of them don't know how to say no. So they'll right. go have coffee with you. It's like, that's what the, you're playing the odds that some people just don't know how to say no. You know, right. I'm one of those guys. Why do you think I have someone answering the phone? Because if I, I buy everything, right? I'd be inside <laughs> for everything. So there's a lot of realtors like that. You just got to go out and find three of those. But the problem yeah. is you're going to have to call 50. There's got to be a better way, right? What, right? what value do you bring to the table? It's really the name of the game. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Enrique, if someone wanted to kind of check out your program, if someone wanted to reach out to you online, what's the kind of the best places to find you? Well, really, uh, just uh, go to uh, on Facebook. You can just type Shining Star Hero Program and you'll find us there or go to uh, shiningstarheroes.com. That's our web page and you, know, you can pull us up there uh, or just Google my name, Enrique Braunschweiger. You'll, you'll find me on Facebook there. So uh, we're, yeah, I don't think there's a lot Google. of we're, we're all over the place. So, yeah, you, it, we're easy to find. I was going to say, I don't think there's a lot of Enrique Braunschweigers. Uh, no, there, I, huh? I don't know any other one. So that's that's pretty good. <laughs> Very unique. Yeah, that's that's pretty pretty unique for sure. And, and again, thank you for for everybody for listening. I really think the biggest thing is go out there, find something that of value that you can provide to your referral partners, and you're going to go a lot farther, a lot quicker. So thank you so much for listening, and have a great day. Thank you for tuning into the Loans on Demand podcast on LoansOnDemandPodcast.com. The Loans on Demand podcast.